Brain tumours are the biggest cancer killer of children and adults under 40 and can also lead to significant disabilities such as sight loss. With any cancer, the chances of survival increase if caught early. So to learn about the signs of a brain tumour and how technology could help find new treatments, I spoke to Sarah Linzel, the Chief Executive Officer of the Brain Tumour Charity, and also Erica Moyes, Research Manager from the same organisation. Sarah, the words brain and tumour are a very frightening combination. What's the reality like for those diagnosed with a tumour? You're absolutely right. It is very, very frightening. Indeed, there'll be 29 families today alone that will hear those words, you have a brain tumour. And for most people, they know that that is a death sentence. It might not be today, but it'll certainly be fairly soon. Indeed, brain tumours are actually the biggest cancer killer of our children and of adults under 40. So our children, our young people are taken far too soon. There's around 10,500 people diagnosed every year with a brain tumour, including around 500 children and, and young people. And of those, about half will die within the year. If you look at a period of about five years, of those diagnosed today, only 20% will still be alive. So at the Brain Tumour Charity, we know we have to change this. So who would be most at risk? You mentioned young people and, and people under 40 there, which is quite surprising to myself. Is there any group in particular that could be most at risk? Actually, there isn't. Brain tumours seem to affect absolutely everybody. They don't respect age or geographical boundaries or ethnicity. There is no difference. We also have no idea what causes a brain tumour. And at the Brain Tumour Charity, that's part of what we're looking into in our, in our new investments is to understand what is causing brain tumours. We're not seeing incidents rise. However, we also know that we have no cures and there are very few treatments that are effective. So currently we know at the Brain Tumour Charity, our children, our young people and adults are dying of a brain tumour every single day. So what would the signs be to look out for when it comes to a brain tumour with any cancer? Catching it early must be really important. It is. You know, it doesn't take a brain surgeon, does it, to work out that if you catch a brain tumour when it's the size of a pea and not the size of an orange, you're more likely to save a life and reduce long-term disability. However, with brain tumours, the signs and symptoms often mimic much milder diseases and it can be quite complex and difficult for GPs in perhaps a 10-minute appointment to try and work out what's going on for people. So at the Brain Tumour Charity, we're actually investing right now in research to understand signs and symptoms of a brain tumour in adults. We've done this work already with children, so people can go to the HeadSmart website and they can see the signs and symptoms there they need to look out for. And I'm sure you and your listeners are thinking, I've got a headache, it must be a brain tumour. That is very, very unlikely. Actually, it's about a combination of symptoms and they have to be persistent, so over a period of time. And they're most likely to include things like recurrent vomiting, balance or coordination problems, visual problems, uh, a seizure, some behavioural changes. So it's a range of symptoms, but they happen in combination. And the HeadSmart website gives you the information to reassure you that probably your symptoms are quite mild and are nothing. But for those where it could be the symptom of brain tumour, go to your GP, ask for an MRI scan. Now you mentioned uh, vision there. One of the problems caused by brain tumours can be sight loss. How does this actually occur? That's right. So often it depends on where the brain tumour is in your brain. It's why brain tumours are so devastating. Getting a cancer in your brain isn't just about having cancer like in any other part of your body. 
it's affecting the most amazing part of your body, the bit that makes you you. So it's your personality. It could be the way that you walk, how you see, your ability to, to laugh, your ability to cry. All sorts of things can be changed depending on where that tumour is in your head, which is why at the Brentium Charity we're investing in this new groundbreaking research to try and change that. The brain is a really fascinating thing and I guess the location of tumours must um, really alter different parts of the body. It can be so different. People can have a very high-grade, very aggressive tumour in one part of their brain and have fewer signs and symptoms than those who perhaps have a a lower-grade tumour elsewhere in their brain. And uh, certainly I was speaking with a family this week and their their husband has been in a hospice for many, many years. Um, He's in his early 20s. He's been unable to move. He's unable to feed himself because of where the location of the tumour is in his brain. It can also affect people's personality. It affects people's ability to make relationships. So actually, it's really hard, not just for you, but if you have uh, somebody in your family with a a brain tumour, you know, suddenly your whole lives have changed. Your way of being as a family has completely changed. And uh, for something like vision loss, if that occurred through a tumour, it would be very frightening for someone who previously would have been sighted. A lot to take in. That's right. In fact, brain tumours are actually the biggest cause of preventable blindness in children. So we know the devastating impact that has. One of our young, wonderful young ambassadors who died just before Christmas, and actually because her, her brain tumour was diagnosed so late, she became blind. And she said, you know, for the last three or four years of my life, I'd love to have been able to see my mum. She got engaged. She wasn't able to ever see her fiancé. They had to build their lives together as, as blind people. And that you know, wasn't her intention and didn't need to happen because she was diagnosed so late. And it must lead to other disabilities as well. I know there can be a, a whole range of types of tumours and that must lead to the onset of disability for lots of people. Unfortunately, yes. I, and also because their brain impacts on people's cognitive ability, where they don't have a physical disability that perhaps people can see, when it's cognitive, people don't necessarily understand it. So, And it also leads to intense fatigue and tiredness, you know, something that you and I can't even imagine. You know, We think we know what tired is, but actually when you've got a brain tumour in your head, it, it makes it so, so different. You know, Even walking to the kitchen to, to make your partner a cup of tea becomes so strenuous, unable to do it. And when they get there, just the cognitive impairment of, actually, where's the kettle? How do I find a tea bag? How do I put the tea bag in the cup? Actually, all of these things devastate families. When it comes to treatment, what are the options like for anyone with a brain tumour and what is the standard of care like in the UK? I'd like to tell you that there are some really great treatments. Um, Unfortunately, there aren't. And indeed, if you were diagnosed with a brain tumour 10 years ago, you would be receiving exactly the same treatment as you are today. That is not the case in other diseases. But in brain tumours, we have barely moved on and that is unacceptable. And at the Brain Tumor Charity, that's what we're seeking to change. We are announcing our investment of £4.3 million in groundbreaking research because we have to change that. We can't have no cures and no treatments for this biggest cancer killer of our children and adults under 40. Why is that the case? Why haven't things progressed? Apparently it's quite hard. Um, But I also think talking through a wafer-thin screen to your grandma in Australia for free was probably quite hard. And actually, understanding the brain is very complex. But as a society, have we actually chosen to do this? Is this something we want to get our heads into gear and actually sort out? If we did, then we would begin to do that. And actually, there are some incredible global leaders, brain tumour researchers, that are saying, no, no, enough's enough. We actually have to move on now. 
And how is new technology helping? And I understand uh, 3D printing is something that's being explored to help develop treatment. Yes, we are investing in a project in Edinburgh, very cool and exciting project, and Eric is going to tell you a bit more about that. So Dr Nicholas Leslie at the Heriot Watt University in Edinburgh is using 3D printing of brain tumour cells. So usually in the lab, when you're looking at brain tumour cells, they're all next to each other in a 2D structure, and it's only the brain tumour cells that are being looked at. So the innovative new approach means that Dr. Leslie is getting a jelly of nutrients with brain tumour cells in them. He is making a structure that looks like a brain tumour, surrounding it by normal brain cells so that it will then act like a brain tumour would as well. And what he's going to be able to do with this model is to test new drugs that become available in a very safe and efficient way so that it can then be taken very quickly to a new treatment in the clinic. That sounds absolutely incredible. So technology must be really helping in that field. It is. It's making leaps and bounds. And I think scientists are really jumping on board with the new technologies as they become available. Yeah, 3D printing is incredible. So where can anyone listening find some more detailed information, perhaps? Go to our website, thebraintumorcharity.org. It gives you all the information that you need, not just about brain tumours, but the research that we're funding, and most importantly, how to get involved. We wouldn't be able to do any of this work if it wasn't for people supporting the charity, and we're so grateful for them to enable us to make this groundbreaking research investments. Erica Moyes and Sarah Lenzel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank Thank you. you.